What about you, Ego? Did you feel like the um, black culture, black American culture is very distinct from Haitian culture? Um, some way, in a way. Um, so like, for me, like, um, my family, we didn't like really talk about just like black history and like black culture. Mm-hmm. How I got, how I got my, like, um, knowledge from black history is just from school and like yeah. from the media and stuff. So, and like, um, so like my grandparents, they were like, for, they was like refugees from, you know, from Haiti and stuff like that. So they, um, they didn't came with like, no, like just no money, no food and stuff like that. So they just worked like, you know, extra hard in a way, like just regardless of like your color, you know what I'm saying? They always, they always taught me that work, work 10 times harder than, you know, the people around you and stuff like that. And then like my, my father and like my, my uncles got like, you know, you know, trouble with the law and stuff like that. So it was like kind of like what I saw in the media, how they depicted, you know, just, just black people. I just yeah. thought, to me, I just thought it was normal because I just saw it so much to where I was like, okay, you know, it was it was normal for me until like as I got older and I started, you know, researching, you know, um, just different things and like just um, black figures like, you know, Martin Luther King, George George Washington Carver and stuff like that. And um, just listening to like, you know, rap music like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and talking about how they, talking about just the, the deep roots of, um, of black of black history and black, you know, culture. Yeah. You know, I started kind of like having like an open mind of like just, just different things of just like, we're not depicted as, you know, you know, just just that one one thing, but it's like just it's like many layers and stuff. And then going to, back to your question, it's kind of like with um just Haitian and um and um just black black Americans. It's kind of like it's it's like a, it's like a divide in a way because of just the the language and mm-hmm. stuff. Because I know in school, um like I know because um it was it was we, we had it was like a lot of Haitians. You know where where I where I went to school, it was just it was mainly body with like you know Haitians. Hispanics and stuff, and they will always get like you know bullied because they was you know Haitian. They didn't speak English and stuff. Yeah. And um, for me, like I I felt you know what I'm saying like I didn't embrace my you know my Haitian you know um, my Haitian descent because you know because I thought you know I'd get you know picked on and yeah. like laughed at and stuff like that. You know, and kind of like my mom too. Like she was like she was she's from she's from Haiti and stuff. So like she didn't really like um like um teach me Creole. You know, so I kind of. Um, learned it like through like just just church going to church with my grandma and stuff like that because all they spoke was was on um, Creole and stuff like that so I had to learn through like reading Bible verses and stuff like that so I didn't like I didn't um you know appreciate my my um my Haitian culture my Haitian culture because my mom didn't you know expose that to me you know you know what I'm saying so it was like yeah. she was like oh you know you're 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 from you know Miami you're Dade County you're you're American and stuff like that and then like I kind of understand why she did it because of like just a because you know of like just the status in a way, just like how how like people would like see me as. Yeah. But then as I got as I got older and like how my grandma was just telling me like, no matter who you are, like you're you're Haitian, like just be be proud of who you are and stuff. So I just carry that on, you know, as I go grew older, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I had the opposite experience where my parents were constantly telling me that I was not American. Mm. And they were always just like, Remember where you're from, you're from Sudan, like, um, and constantly trying to like embed Sudanese culture in me. And I still struggled with shame. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's it's interesting that like our parents took different routes, yeah. but like we ended up in the same place. Exactly. Like, um, and yeah, it was because of my peers and just like, and it always comes back to survival, I feel like, because we just want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but then I also don't feel like I really like assimilated to black culture well. I don't think I really assimilated to any culture well. I just kind of did like a bad job at both of them. And right. it's just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what it is. Um, yeah. How do you feel, Renard? Do you feel like um, you identified well with being black or with Belizean culture? Or I, I identify myself as American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I know um, my parents would always tell us, like, oh, you're Belizean American, but because I didn't grow up in Belize or we didn't go to Belize as often because, you know, just prices are expensive, yeah. I don't really associate myself with, with Belizean American. I would associate myself as, you know, American. Yeah. But, you know, I would say if I were, if I were, I do enjoy, enjoy the culture of Belize and, you know, the things that we do. Um, like, like Evo, Evo, we uh, we also speak, you know, yeah. Creole, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. and just like enjoying, like you know, the um, just the, the scenery and the things that are out there. Um, one thing that um, why my parents didn't stay in Belize is because Belize itself is not um, how would I say this? They're not very big on like jobs, mm-hmm. so you can't really find jobs up there in Belize. Mm-hmm. In fact, now when my parents now that my dad, my dad has filed for all of my cousins to come up to the states, simply because you know there's nothing up other than the scenery. Yeah. You know, there's not really much. You can't really make much money out there. Yeah. You know, which is hard, and you know, I enjoy. Honestly, um, if it was um, the only reason we would go to Belize is because of my grandparents, because mm-hmm. my grandparents lived in Belize, and um, now that they're um, now that they're deceased and they've passed on, you know, we don't really go up there anymore. Yeah. But if there's one thing that, you know, I've learned that, um, I learned, you know, just going to Belize and just like learning where you're from, how your parents grew up, things of that nature, you know, and just comparing it, just comparing Belize to like just, um, America and how wealthy we are and how fortunate we have, fortunate we are to have the things that we have and we shouldn't take things for granted because, People in Belize, they have it a lot harder than you know, mm. we do yeah. up here. What's your earliest memory of feeling, and any of you can answer this, of feeling unwelcomed or like in your blackness or like most like uh, discomfort in your blackness? I would say for me, it'd probably be just like people of color who I know will probably up like do. I could tell like they're gonna do bad, you know, bad things, mm-hmm. things that I don't like associate with, you know, wanting to do drugs and that. And just mm-hmm. they just come up to me and like, hey, you want to come and you know, you know, smoke and do. I'm like, that's not you know, that's not me, and you know, I don't want to associate you know with that. And then just trying to like fit in with like, with, the, with the white folks who you know. For me, in my in, in my schooling, like all for the most part, the, the black folks that you know, they were the ones like given the most trouble. You mm-hmm. know, you want to like stay out of trouble, go hang with the hang with the white folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I would say the hardest part is like you know they just look at you and your color and they think you're one of them. 
in my opinion. That was that's like the hard that was the hard thing, you know, just to show that, you know, I'm not one of them. I'm my own person. I'm one of you know, and I have similar like um just like um I'd be like um like music. Like we would want to go like um hang go school like play as a drummer or like do a little small band and like you can't hang out with us because you're colored. So you need to go like you need right, to leave, right. you know. Yeah. You know, and it's just you know you just want to show that you're not one of, you know, not one of them. Yeah. You know. So it's interesting that um, we don't give a lot of, like, space for black people to look different mm-hmm. from each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, like, we, the, just like, it's just like all black people look different from each other. You know what I mean? And it's so... It's just so uncomfortable because yeah. I feel like there, there's no clear like this is what the ideal black person looks like, mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of like this is what it doesn't look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's just all of this disconnect within the black community. I feel like because yeah. no one feels like they're doing black right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's yeah. just like shame in whatever form yeah. that comes in. Whether you're the one who like is the smoker or quote unquote bad kid, mm-hmm. right? Or like yeah. is the one who's like academic or like is the one who's like um the athletic or like you know what i mean yeah 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 Yeah, it sucks um yeah earliest memories do you guys have any um i don't have i don't have like a memory where like especially that i wasn't like welcome but i had like certain instances where you know like I was looked differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was challenged by my blackness, whereas, you know, because I do music, you know, so um, in high school, you know what I'm saying, like I, I did a lot of spoken word. I was basically known for, as the as the spoken word guy, the poetry guy, you know, yeah. and then my friends was like more into like, you know, sports and basketball, which I was which I was into as well, but, you know, I was more towards like the, the music and stuff like that, and then like they were like, you know, invite me out to, you know, let's, let's shoot some hoops, like, nah, I'm good. I'm about to, you know, do, you know, do my thing. It's like, Bro, you you doing music? You you, you doing yeah. this? You doing this thing, bro? That's that's like it, they see it as you know as like feminist, you know, in a way, mm. and like and like sometimes you know it'll be like they still like hang out with me from time to time, but it was like more most times it was like they didn't really rock with me because of like we had different you know interests and like and, and yeah. things and like that. And then like another instance where with like my church, with where like Pow Wow you know grew up my hair and stuff. So like I mean like um, where I grew up like. In the Haitian background, like as a as a guy, growing out your hair that was a no no, you yeah. know. So like um, so I, w- I would like have my hair, you know, growing out, and like you know, people at my church would just question me like, yo, why why are you growing your hair yeah. out like that? Like you look you look you look ugly, you look like a thug. I'm like, I mean, at the same t- like um before like earlier when I wanted to you know grow out my hair, I kind of was kind of discouraged because of like how I would look upon, yeah. um, how I, you know, look upon on, on that. But then I, as I grew older and started learning, like, you know, just the history behind, you know, black hair and, like, yeah. how, you know, how it represented us before, you know, you know, slavery and everything. I kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, just um, stood by it, you know, and, like, just, like, you know, just stand firm and, like, you know, express myself and, like, yeah. didn't really care, you know. But, like, I mean, to this day, you know, I still had, you know, it was still people where even my grandma, even my grandma didn't, you wasn't, like, supportive of that because, you know, it was just how, how like, the media, you know, looked on upon with, like, you know, guys with dreads, with dreads, yeah. dreadlocks and stuff like that. So it was, like, it was kind of, like, hard for me to, you know, 
kind of like deal with that, you know, especially like people of your of, of your con, you know, yeah. that's, you know, looking at you like that. So it was yeah. like, yeah, it was crazy for me, you know. Yeah, so. I, I had a similar experience with my yeah. friend too, where it was like, I got a lot of like discouragement from yeah. my family because they're like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, exactly. um, which is like crazy because. And my stories also had to do with my hair. That's just so yeah. weird. Wow. Like, you're talking about, like, there's no right way to be black. And I was like, his hair was always, that was, like, the first thought I thought of when I thought of my earliest memories of, like, being uncomfortable with my blackness was um, people touching my hair. And mm. growing up in white spaces, just, like, surrounded by white people, they do this thing where they compliment you but it doesn't feel like a compliment. And yeah, I get yeah. never yeah. felt like a compliment. Like, people would just, like, touch my hair and talk about my skin tone. And it almost was, like, in this kind of fetishizing way of, uh, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell you how many white women have asked me if they can cut my hair and make wigs. Like, like, and I, they're not being serious, wow. but they're like, it's still can I just, you have so much, can I just have some of your hair? Yeah. And, like, that that <laughs> verbatim. You have so much. Can I just have some of your hair? Or like, you just have the perfect skin tone. You have the perfect. Which there's so much to unpack there. First of all, right? The yes. perfect skin tone. What does that even mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. also, just like I just remember, just like at a very young age, just being like realizing that like, oh, I'm moving in this space differently than everyone else because people just keep touching me as if I'm like a pet or something yeah. like it just didn't feel it never felt right it never felt like compliment and that i mean and yeah from a very young age i knew that like people were not perceiving me the same way they were perceiving mm-hmm. my peers um my white peers yeah and it's just like yeah and then but then on the flip side so i i've always had worn my hair just my natural curls um until very recently i've started like occasionally getting braids but my dad talked very poorly of like braids, mm. extensions, weaves. Like my dad talked very poorly of like any other kind of like black hair styling. Yeah. Um, so I also, it's just like, there's there's no right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like one way and then people like, so, well, so then I went through a phase in middle school where I was just like burning my hair and just like ironing all the time. Cause I just felt like there's no way to escape, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, this is a quote-unquote ghetto to have braids. This means I'm going to walk around being pet like an animal. So the only way for me to move in a space feeling comfortable is for me to just, like, burn my hair every day of my life. Yeah. And so it was just... Like, if you could go back and say anything to yourself, your younger self, like, navigating blackness and, like, feeling welcome and um, accepted in your blackness, what would you say? that's a hard question because it took me getting exposed to like just different types of people for me to realize that Mm. it was just the spaces that I was in Mm. and that it wasn't my fault yeah um I probably would have just encouraged myself that I would feel more connected to who I was and then I would I would end up finding I would probably have encouraged myself that I would end up finding great joy 
in my blackness and then I just should hold tight yeah um and just like wait (laughs) um because now I do um and it just took me just connecting with that part of my identity um and I couldn't have done that as a child in the spaces I was in it wasn't my fault you know um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah is there anything you'd say to yourself Renard in terms of just being um or maybe specifically to you like your younger self trying to um identify with being American and then your parents telling you that you needed to identify with your Belizean heritage I would just say like just be yourself and you know just be open to you know combine the two there's nothing wrong with you know you shouldn't have to be separate you shouldn't be in like two separate worlds you should be able to accept people um, should be able to accept you for who you are you know yeah and love you for who you are and not um, try to like pull you in two separate worlds. Yeah. I'm going to say the same as, as well, being yourself, you know, because um, that's that's what, what I kind of struggle with, especially like in high school where like, you know, just like people just uh, just trying to like fit in, you know, with just, you know, and try to be accepted, you know. But as I, as I learned, <coughs> as I got older, I started to learn that, you know, you can't please everybody, you know. Yeah. People, it's either people gonna 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 love you, people are gonna hate you, you know. So I just tell my my younger self, just be yourself, and have self love, you know, because like that's 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 what that's that's the number number one thing you need is self love. Yeah. Once you love yourself, you know, um, that energy could like you know spread to you know other people, because you know because people, yeah, because you know yeah. people people struggle with that too. Like some you know there's there's people out there that wants to you know be themselves but can't because of they feel you know judged and that probably need somebody that, you know, that could, you know, like, be like an idol, some type of idol for them to be like, yes, like, I, that's, that's what, that's what I want to be, be like, just, I just want to, you know, just live life the way that I want to, you know, that's what I want to tell, you know, young Evo, yeah. to like, you know, just do you, you know, because yeah. at, at the end of the day, yeah. people, people are going to love you or hate you, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. I would probably say something similar to that. Yeah. Like, I would tell my younger self that, people don't have to like you for you to like you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know? And like no one's no one else is fitting in cuz there's nothing to fit in. Like mm-hmm. there just yeah. isn't. Exactly. Um what are it, we fitting in to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are we fitting in It's just like it's all it's yeah. it's all a lie. It's yeah. literally a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scam. Fake news. You know what I mean? Because we get so like hung up on like what does what does real blackness look like? Yeah. Like how do I get into this gate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how do I make it in? And we get so caught up in that that we that we then we have like issues with each other. Mm -hmm. There's so many issues in the black community of feeling like connected and um and there's nothing like black unity. Mm -hmm. I uh I was at an open mic night at this house and it was just a bunch of black poets in the room and the way that they were supporting each other and just like cheering each Mm -hmm. other on. Nothing like black unity. Yeah. I'm just so excited for future conversations with you guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. This was fun. I love it. Thanks for listening. See you next time.